can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. Um, so I went away a couple of weekends ago, Hannah, with six, <sighs> sorry, five I of my saw friends. I Dalesford, cute. Yep, yep, lovely weekend away. And because I'm a snoop, I love to see what skincare they bring with them when we go anywhere. <laughs> like I just love to see what my friends actually have in their skincare bags because most of them will ask me like, what should I be using? And I went through all of their um, skincare bags. My friend that I was sharing with, I saw her bag in the bathroom and I was like, yep, okay, she's got <laughs> Super B in there. She's got some ultraviolet sunscreen. Great. She's got some good ones in there. It turned out that literally all of them, so all five of them plus me, all brought ASAP Super B. Yeah. So <laughs> if that doesn't <laughs> if that doesn't tell you how much I try and force that product on people, I don't know what does. What product do you think you influence like your friends and family the most on? The most would be like Alpha H Power Peel. Yes. Um, I knew you were gonna say I that. I feel like anyone that like anyone I tell or share it on Instagram, like people are just mm. like so happy that they discovered that product. And it lasts yep. so long. Like it just mm. it's you don't really need that much. Um, the other one is definitely ultraviolet supreme screen. I would say mm-hmm. like I've gotten my sister onto that um, and heaps of fr- heaps and heaps of friends mm-hmm. onto that one. The other one for me is Phytostat. Oh, Phytostat yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not thick enough and thick and creamy enough for yeah. me. <laughs> Just... <laughs> But I did also have something else on our Facebook group. Um, there's yeah. quite a lot of um, boyfriend talk from listeners about like what – and someone had asked a question, um, was it about a boyfriend? It was, and it was a boy in their life, a, a man in their yeah. life that they needed – they wanted like an affordable vitamin C. Yes. And that actually reminded me – did I tell you I sent some some skincare – um, prods <gasps> to, to the Canadian to the Canadian oh. so I actually that because I'd sent him the boost lab I'd had a spare boost lab vitamin C yeah which is I think around the $30 is it 30 around yeah. $30 mark mm-hmm. and so um he's loving it he doesn't know the difference between skin suit yeah. <laughs> and like I did, have, for I, did, <laughs> I did have a, I did have a skin suitcles 15 mil vitamin C and I was like as yeah. if I'm sending him no that. way That's for no me. way so I did send he doesn't know the difference so he just thinks it's vitamin C and so I actually had recommended the boost lab vitamin C um, mm-hmm. my mom has also used that one I'm just a I'm just a skinceuticals vitamin C snob you know what <laughs> I reckon we should put on the Facebook group let's do a thread of what your partner <laughs> is using for yep. their skincare and everyone can send a photo of their partner's skincare Yes, lineup. and do you know the other uh, product I'm so – like the product that he's so – his favourite that I sent was this – sent him a, a night cream. Never used a yeah. night cream before. It was the grown oh. – out al- one of the grown alchemist oh, yeah. night creams. It's in like a black yeah. jar so it's very mm. like it, – it's not all like girly or like it's yes. doesn't – it's not – it's like a very like – that packaging at Grown Alchemist, he just raves about it, raves mm. about it. And I said, it's a hun- It's like $95, please don't scoop 
it yeah. out. <laughs> just use to pay. Please just use it. I actually had to watch him because I'm like, like don't just yeah. scoop it all out. You just, you know what they're like. Just a just a little yes, pea sized amount. Um, <laughs> uh, so that those the vitamin C and the um, that night cream um, are new additions to his skincare routine. But mm. can we please get some Facebook? Yes. Let's and then let's discuss the boyfriends of our Facebook yes. group. Let's discuss that next yeah. time. Yeah, we'll discuss that with you next time. So you you can send in your partner's uh, photos of their skincare lineup and we'll discuss. Hannah, what's on today's episode? So on today's episode, we're chatting about red flags when choosing a hairdresser, makeup artist, nail tech. Um, we are also talking uh, to Peter Beckett about how to clean a hairbrush and, of course, the products we didn't know we needed. So Hannah, you were saying the other day when we were recording about your nails and how you were in the nail salon and you just couldn't, like, you just didn't want to say anything. You knew you weren't happy. They weren't listening to me. They weren't listening. (laughs) They were just ignoring my request. You're too scared to say anything. Look at these nails. (laughs) So I wanted to get uh, Megzy on because I feel like being a professional makeup artist, Megzy, you'd be pretty well acquainted with the red flags that you can identify when you go and see a hairdresser or a makeup artist or a nail tech, the things to look for to kind of make sure it doesn't go wrong. Yeah, I am quite fussy just by nature as well. So I definitely have like a list of things to avoid. I was thinking of hair and to be honest, there weren't like a whole, whole heap. But I would definitely say if you're getting your hair coloured and they don't have like the option of some type of bond builder, Mm. So like Olaplex or even like Brazilian Bond or something like that that I've had before, like I would say that's a red flag Mm -hmm. if you're getting your hair coloured because your hair's probably going to snap or something bad is going to happen. So that would be number one um, for hair. Did you guys have any others for hair? Mine in general was just negative Google reviews. Like if you Google the place and they've just got heaps of negative Google reviews, avoid like just yeah uh, in thailand that's how i found a hairdresser was through the google reviews yeah and they did a fab they did a fab job yeah. it's so stressful going somewhere new but i read every google review and and you're so right yeah. they've got yeah. bad reviews like if it's one bad yeah. review you know it might have just been a karen but if there's like 10 bad yeah. reviews please just take that as gospel <laughs> and the other thing yeah. that i had was if they're advertising on groupon regardless <laughs> of what kind of beauty service it is Sorry, but if you've got time to be doing Groupons, you're not doing well enough with your retention. I, to be fair, have, I think if you get relaxing hair treatments on Groupon, that's pretty common to book those through yeah. Groupon. Yeah. I've had a, is it? Uh, nah, Joseph, <laughs> jo, nah, Joseph. I've had not like a full hair straightening, but something like a, those Japanese relaxing mm. treatments. I've had one of yeah. those from Groupon and that was completely fine. Um, the other thing I did just think of is, so this was my mum's fault, but it was a Sunday and she needed someone to do her hair, like style it for mm. a wedding and she couldn't find anywhere. So I said, just go to the local shopping centre because it was my mum. I'm like, she'll be fine. Yeah. Um, and when she went, in there the lady was a lovely lady but my mum showed a photo of what she wanted and the lady goes put the photo away I just create and when I tell you she came home with like I wish I had a photo of it actually I do have a photo of it but she came home with like this beehive I took the pin because we obviously had to redo it I took the pins out and the hair stayed the hair did not move (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, if they if they you know not listening to your brief, red flag. Yes, they need to be able to mm. do a proper consultation, regardless of. I guess what service I I suppose for a makeup artist and hairdresser that's more relevant for a nail tech not so much but you still probably want to show them a photo of what you want or mm-hmm. at least discuss what kind of nails you like yeah if they're just going leave it to me no thanks <laughs> I'd rather not um yeah so that's that's probably it for hair like I don't think you can go too wrong um, maybe just look in the Instagram tagged photos if you can because that'll be oh, a good indicator that that's a really good one the tagged photos yeah yeah yeah, because mm. what they have on their page, hopefully, if you're going to them, is always going to look amazing. Yeah. Um, nails. Oh, I have so many. I saw the mm. funniest TikTok the other day and it was like I could have like the weirdest nail service. Like the lady could be eating like a corn of cob and having a full-blown conversation with someone else and I'll still go back the next week. Mm, <laughs> and I was like, very that's me. true. That's me. That I've been going to this salon and I, and yeah, like I'm, I want to move, but it's really hard to find yeah. like a new mm. salon. I so agree. Um, so, yeah, nail salon, if they're using, if they just pick up like a cuticle cutter or an apparatus from this random <laughs> basket, it hasn't, you oh. haven't seen them disinfected. Yeah. It hasn't come out of like, you know, a plastic to show that it's new. Um, red flag. Yeah, if it's in the little rolling drawers that they just open the top drawer <laughs> and they're getting a mixture of things out. No, it's a bad time. No. Green flag though, the place where I get my pedicures done, they have like your own little box. Yes, same. So then those tools are like green disinfected. Flag. Yeah. yeah, green flag, green flag. Yeah, well, they're just your tools. Yeah, which mm. I love. And then yeah. they still clean them after use. Yeah. Hopefully they chuck them out when they get, you know, gross. But mm. I thought that was lovely. I loved that. Mm. I feel like with nails, if they, like I've gone to salons where like they just chip like instantly. Yes. yes. And that's yep. my number one. I won't like, is it the, is it the quality of what they're using? Even if I haven't been like, yes, if you're being rough with your nails, that's your mm. fault. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not being rough with my nails and all of the shellac just starts chipping, I'm just like. Yeah. yeah. Or peels. My whole thing will just like peel off. I think it does kind of depend on the quality of the product they're using. Like I would generally look yeah. for an OPI or a CND if I was going to get shellac. Because I yeah. know that that stays on my nails. But, yeah, if they've mm-hmm. only got, like, brands, I don't know. The best anti-chip is to get tips. That's actually the yeah. reason I get tips is because they don't ever chip. Oh, that's they, true. I've never they had They never. The tips, even if you get short tips done, like, they never chip with SNS. It's mm. a miracle. Yeah, no, they're not coming off unless you yeah. literally, like, hack them off with a chainsaw. Because <laughs> I, yeah. what happens for me is that, like, my SNS, one tiny SNS, like, uh, will chip and I it'll ruin my week yeah. and then I can't look at it <laughs> and I can't get on with my life. Yeah. So that's the tips just help me to stay calm. Yeah, yeah. No, shellac for me is, like, I, they will either last, like, a good two to three weeks or within, like, 24 hours one's chipped and it's peeled yes. off. Yeah. Yes. I really yes. only get shellac on my toes these days and we all know that lasts for three and a half years. So, mm. yeah. yeah. Is there, what about makeup artists? Oh, I have so many of these. Um, yes, okay. Like, the first one is as soon as you sit down, look at their brushes. Um mm. Now, Good you one. can tell if a brush, if it is a fresh set for your face or if it has just been quickly brush cleaned. So mm-hmm. even if they look like cleanish, look at it. Does it have any kind of like brownie or yellowing staining on it? Um, do the brushes look slightly wet? If they look mm-hmm. slightly wet, then they've just been brush cleaned. And that's okay, but you just want to 
try and make sure that it has been a thorough brush clean, um, especially if it's been like client after client and you're not even related in any way to the other client. So so by mm. that you mean that they're just spraying it with a disinfectant like alcohol and then on rubbing the it onto a towel. Yeah. Yeah. So like the type of things that I would say it's totally fine to do that with is like a liner brush. Now that is made for like liquid products or like gel products. You can give it such a good like on the spot clean and the brush is so thin Mm. that it gets to every single fiber, every single little bristle and that is clean. Um, But with something like a foundation brush, like an on the spot clean for me personally does not cut it. So you as a makeup artist have like a separate set of brushes for the clients that you have that day. Mm. So I have about eight sets of brushes at any given point. Yeah. The only exception to this is like if it's a bridal party Mm. and the bridesmaids are using like the exact same shades and I know that I have like a 15 or 10 minute gap Mm -hmm. between um, the bridesmaids, I will give them a really good on the spot clean Mm -hmm. for things like your shadow brushes. Um, I'll give them a really good on the spot clean. I'll see that they'll dry completely. I'll then go in with a paper towel, make sure that there's no debris on there Mm -hmm. or leftover and then that's okay. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like foundation brushes, they're getting used around your mouth, your yeah. nose. Mm. Just don't want to be sharing that. Yeah, agree. On Google reviews, have you guys seen those videos? Maybe it's on TikTok where um, people go to the worst reviewed makeup artists. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, I saw one so of those funny. and I literally died of <laughs> yeah. laughing. I would love <laughs> like, for I us to do that together. <laughs> Yes, that, yes. honestly. And, like, does the makeup artist know that that's what's going on? Or it doesn't look like totally... it from the way that it's filmed. Oh. I just think, is this legit or are they punking us? Yeah. Like, is this just for the views? Because some of it, oh, my God. But you can tell it's like, you know, they're set up in the back of a hairdresser in a, a local plaza or something. Yeah. You can just tell. Like, <laughs> the other thing for me with makeup artists is, like, I guess looking at their Instagram are all the photos heavily edited or, mm. you know, is it the style of makeup you're after? Because if you go to yeah. a makeup artist that does full glam, cut crease mm. with glitter and you're expecting yeah. like, you know, a really soft, natural looking makeup, you're not going to get that. You're not going to be happy. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I agree with that. I actually got someone messaging me saying if, like a few months ago and she goes, but can you do a full glam? And I was thinking I can do my version of a full glam, but I said, send me some photos. And it was just a style that I would never do. I would never put on my page. So I just referred her to some other artists because I was like, it's not my vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With saying that, if you find someone online and you like don't know if they can do what I want, send them some like inspo pics in your consultation, like your inquiry. Well, this is why so many brides do a A trial. trial. A a trial. My sister didn't. My sister just went straight. But she's so chill, Hannah. She's so chilled out. So way too chilled out. She just was like, nah, it's fine. And then she went for a makeup look that I like. she She wanted like very dark eyes and like. I w- and she doesn't even wear makeup, so okay. I was like it was quite a shock that on her wedding day she she decided <laughs> to do that. It d- ended up looking really nice, but because um, we were so lucky that Talia is so amazing. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was. It was uh, I was like, "Are you sure you want to do that?" Yeah. She's like, "Yeah." I'm like, oh, she backed herself in. I respect that. She it really paid off. Yeah, she also dyed her hair from blonde to brown just before. Like that there was, was of, quite she, rogue, she, wasn't it? She's a bit of a red flag yeah. when it comes. <laughs> to God, yeah. I love her. It's a vibe. Um, 
Also for makeup artists, spoolies, make sure the mascara spoolie is a re, is a disposable one. Mm-hmm. They're Good not one. getting yep. it straight out of the wand. Once I was getting my hair done, this was years ago, like maybe eight, nine years ago, and the hairdresser finished colouring my hair and she goes, oh, can I put some makeup on you? And I said, oh, sure, because oh. I looked like a rat. I had nothing on. Um, and I said, yeah, sure. Um, so she was doing my makeup and then she got the mascara out, just straight out of the... Oh. the uh, tube and oh. just straight onto my eyelashes oh. and I was almost vomiting in the chair. I'm going to go blind. I just thought <laughs> I'm going to get conjunctivitis 100%, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was all right. It was fine. But, you know, if you want to avoid, avoid any eye debacles, mm. uh, make sure that they're um, disposable mm-hmm. spoolies for sure, for sure. I guess the last thing is just kind of like someone's demeanour, especially mm-hmm. if you're getting like a trial done for a bigger event, mm-hmm. especially like with makeup or hair or whatever it is, obviously take their professional advice. Like if mm-hmm. there's if you're showing them a style that you want and they're trying to explain like this probably won't work on you, but we can do something like this, that's like a normal consultation. But if their attitude towards you is like they are the star of the show and you're lucky to be getting your hair or your makeup done by them, I would say move along. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. need someone that's going to treat you like you're the special person because you are. It's a service. You should mm-hmm. be getting pampered. You should feel special. Um, yeah. And it shouldn't be like a stressful moment. So just, yeah, green flag is a really nice and relaxed temperament. A friend of mine had a makeup artist on her wedding day who walked in and was just like a wet blanket from the start. And yeah. she just thought, oh, like, you know, her attitude's a bit off. Maybe she's just a bit tired, like it's early in the morning. And she turned around to the mother of the bride and goes, can you get me a coffee? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and when she told me this later, I was like, that is so inappropriate. Like if you're at some, if you're at the bride's house and someone says like, oh, would you like a coffee or whatever? Like obviously if you want one, accept it. Don't force the mother of the bride to go and make you a beverage. Don't order. <laughs> order, people. Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. At the end of the day, like, you're there to provide a service. Yeah. You're not there to be pampered by, you know, your client or yeah. their family. Yeah. So, um, and look, people are very, like, hospitable. So yes, they probably would have offered her one anyway. Yeah. yeah. Just be careful of their vibe. Mm. Even yeah. sometimes give them a call if, you know, mm. you're not sure. That's a good one. Good yeah. Day. If you want to just suss out what, like, if they're, like, don't want a bar review on the phone, then it's good. We, we would love to hear your red flag stories, guys. So we'll put a little thread on the Facebook group um, if you've got any horror stories. There'd be so many. Or if you many. have been to the worst makeup artist in your area and you want to share your experience, <laughs> let us know. So, Hannah, you know how I was using um, that hairbrush that I got from my auntie when I was about seven mm-hmm. years old and I was using it up until maybe like 18 months ago and then I switched <laughs> to a GHD brush because I tried to wean myself off it and I just couldn't, but it was starting to fall apart. And I would say it's probably it was probably had bacteria. Oh, yeah. Like, that's For a sure. long 20, 23 years you've had that. Yeah, I'm not good at maths, but it yeah. would be close to that, yeah. Um, so today we're talking about how to clean your hairbrush with Hair Care Group's creative director, Peter Beckett. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks guys. Great to be here. So I, I'm no longer using the 23 year old hairbrush, but I will say Hannah, it was falling apart. It was starting like the rubber bits were just getting a bit manky and the, some of the little pins from the hairbrush are falling out. Peter, maybe you can tell us why it's important to clean a hairbrush. Well, firstly, I'm amazed and like blown away that 23 years, that's like, I hope you kept it and like put it in like a box somewhere. It is, safe. it's preserved. Yeah. It's literally should be on the top <laughs> shelf as a trophy. Yeah, exactly. That's a hand-me-down for sure. Like guys, essentially, you know, cleaning a hairbrush is so important for two reasons. You hit the nail on the head first. Hygiene's a big part of that. 
uh, and then actual result, you know, because we do use so many different types of products to achieve different looks. So actually like cleansing the brush, getting the brush in a really good form so that it does its job correctly because there's so many aspects of a brush that are super important. It's just not the bristles. It's that base of the brush as well, where all that hair gets stuck that actually help us seal cuticles, get a smooth polish to the hair and overall just get the result that you're trying to achieve. And um, what are the different types of brushes and how should you clean each of them? Look, uh, there's so many different types of brushes out there now for different results, right? So, you know, there's so many things that I have in my kit that I rely on every single day for different types of work, whether I'm in the salon, doing the wife's hair, doing the daughter's hair. Um, no matter what sort of brushes they are, I always go for a ceramic uh, if I'm trying to get that little bit of extra volume and for a quick result because they've got that ceramic sort of base. It does speed that process up and it does enable you to get a really good polish of the hair. But we're all a bit time poor these days, so it's really important to be able to, as you can probably appreciate, get something in there that's going to give you a good shine, good seal, and manageability to blowing hair out. Uh, so a good ceramic round brush is really important. Uh, a paddle brush, always something really important to have in your in your kit. And I know this is a favourite for most people out there. Uh, it's kind of a one brush does it all sort of thing. You want to just let your hair dry naturally and then smooth it over a little bit. And then if you want to go that little bit more sort of straight, it's a great brush for achieving that. And also getting that little bevel. Also a great one in the shower as well, if you do want to detangle, not to put too much stress on the hair as well. You know, obviously really important with conditioner, get that bit of slip. Uh, and then another brush I love is just a styling brush. You know, this is what the one with the little bit of bevel in there so that you can get a really awesome bevel in hair on shorter length hair, like your bobs or just to like wrap dry. Um, but also, you, I don't know if you've seen, I probably have, you guys are all over everything, but, you know, people using these brushes for curly hair now, you know, being able to like with naturally curly hair, brush the hair down with product in, give the hair a little twist and a bevel, and it actually gives you this really amazing formation in curls. So, which what, what used to be like a no-go sort of thing, like don't brush the curls, it's turned into this like, you know what, I'm going to get my Denman brush out the styling brush and give it that little bit of extra texture, little twist in there, and it actually forms a really amazing formation in the curl. So they're my three probably go-to brushes. And what about boar bristle brushes? Look, there's a place for everybody with a boar bristle brush. And I'm mm. so glad I actually got that out without going blah, 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 blah too much. Uh, <laughs> it is a mouthful. Um, Look, the boar bristle is amazing for getting a little bit more tension in the hair. I love this brush for polish. Uh, because mm -hmm. it does give the hair an incredible amount of shine. Uh, generally, I'll pull this brush out when I have someone with a little bit more unruly hair that I really mm -hmm. want to get that little bit of extra tension in there so that it does sort of like stretch and give me that long uh, extended feel to the result I might be going for. Still great for volume, but definitely more for uh, getting that polish and stretch into the hair. Mm-hmm. Can I also ask what what are your thoughts on a wet on wet brushes? Yeah, look, like uh, all those sort of tangle sort of like brushes are amazing. I think they work incredibly well. I think that there is definitely a place for them. Uh, I use them a lot for finer texture hair. I think it's really important and more hair that's sort of like sensitized, meaning you know, it's got a little, little bit more of a color process behind it, especially, you know, those fine ones around your hairline that you're always mm. kind of like not wanting to like pull too hard because mm. it's so soft. 
and it's designed so that it doesn't pull too much. And all those really sensitized parts around the face that are a little bit, can get really caught up, they're the most important bits, right? Because they're the ones you see, they're the one everyone sees, and they're the beautiful little mm. soft uh, emphasizing detail sections and pieces that you want to look after and sort of nourish. So those brushes are so important because especially around that face, about that hairline, they don't pull as much. Sometimes you mm. do, like I said before with the paddle brush, you do want to get in there with a bit more of a thicker coarse hair to, you know, get that little bit of extra like pull through the hair, but it's not going to like pull out the hair. That's the thing I think is really important as well is not to like get carried away because you've just like got me started now is, you know, don't be, don't be shocked or or, like scared that if hair does fall out in your brush, like we lose so much hair in our day, you know, like hundreds of hair fall out just because you find hair in your brush doesn't mean that you're being like over, like uh, using it too much or you're being too rough. It's just actually part of the process in day to day life that hair does fall out. And then going back mm. to your original question about cleansing the hair, like cleaning hairbrushes, that's what's really important is so that you're removing those uh, skin cells, the flakiness, anything like that. That's a natural part of life. Moving into winter now, that's a huge part of what's going to happen with uh, the change in seasons. So there's all these real, like strange different things and elements out there that do work towards brushes becoming a little bit dirtier and maybe, you know, not doing what they're supposed to do or as you want them to do. With the, like, if you've got, do you have really knotty hair, Joe? Because I do. Yeah. Like, it's so knotty. Very. When would be the best time to brush your hair to not, I guess, what's the healthiest way? Like, when? what's the best for your hair? Okay. So, I love wet dry, wet brushing because uh, it's not yep. as pulling and you're not sort of like, yeah, because... If you've just cleaned, like freshly cleans your hair and cleans your hair and conditioned it, you put a mask in your hair, you've got that bit of extra slip. That's always a yeah. great place to start, I think. With the mask in. I'm a massive masker. I love it, okay. you know, once a week. Because that's what I do. That's good. good to, there that's you good go. To know. <laughs> I cannot. So, like, I've been traveling and the mats, like, I'd get matted because I've got curly hair and yep. the only way I could get those out was, like, a mask in my hair with, like, a detangling brush and that, I, that was the only way I could could actually get the knots out. Look, you know, it's the best way to do it as long as you're starting at the bottom. See, I see, okay. I see, you see a lot of people. Good tip. Yeah, you know, people like at the top and I'm like, you're just dragging <laughs> that mat all the way down yeah, there. Yeah, that's mm. true. Even, do you know what I love doing? I do this a lot of my daughter's hair as well, but because, you know, the hair's finer, so, you know, you've got to sort of run through the processes, is uh, like a leave-in conditioner or something along mm. those lines just to soften, but something that's really absorbent into the hair and as well that also acts as like a protectant. But anything that can give you that little bit of detangling abilities and then also something that's got that little bit of slip in there so that you're not just pulling on it Mm. so much that you're sort Mm. of like, because you will pull hair, you know, and if you're a colour person and you're a colour client and you do have a little bit more hair that's sensitised, you do have to be a bit more gentle. I mean, it's just, you Mm. know, the way that we roll. So something with a little bit of slip, like a leave-in conditioner like type of thing would be amazing to do that. Yeah. So to go back to the cleaning of the brushes, depending on what the material of the brush is, do you have to be mindful of how you clean it? Like, is there a solution we should be using to sanitize hair brushes or is there a way that it's done in salon that we should be doing at home? Or like, what are the key cleaning criteria that we need to be following? Look, I mean, the most important thing, like, you know, we as long as we're getting the hair out first, I generally use a towel comb. 
look, if you're at the point where you haven't done it for a while and you need to get the scissors in there and go mm-hmm. for it, that's what you got to do. Uh, so a tail comb is a great way to lift that hair up because it's got that spike and it's a great way to detangle. And then simply just peeling that hair off is really, really uh, a great way to do it. I generally use quite warm water. Mm-hmm. It varies a little bit. Ceramic tooth, your precious brushes that are a bit more bore bristle mm. can slightly change. You don't want to go as intense with those brushes because, one, they can be really expensive. Mm. You know, you don't want to have your $300 brush in there or whatever it might be, and then all of a sudden the bristles start sort of mm. like coming apart because you've you've taken all those bonds away from where they're joined. So if we go back to like ceramics and anything that's plastic-based, like, you know, it's got those type of like finishes, you generally want to use like warm water and I love a either dishwashing liquid depending on the type of buildup that I've got uh, and also like a gentle shampoo when I go into those other brushes just because it is a lot softer. Oh, yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, and then an old toothbrush. Like once you've, once you've let it soak for, say, 10 minutes, I think it's a good sort of like rule of thumb to remove any of that little bit of buildup that you have in the base because depending on different brushes, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this, if you've used a cushion brush or something along those lines, for some reason, how does fluff get in there? Yeah, it's like I don't all know. Of a sudden, fluff appears. <laughs> yes, how? It's like it's it's like what's going on? Where did yeah. that come from? It's like and then you're looking in your hair, going, yeah. why is there fluff there? Mm-hmm. I don't walk around fluffing my hair everywhere. But anyway, so you know, a toothbrush. You know, borrow your husband's toothbrush, whatever it might be. Depends how he's been with you the night before, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And once it's been soaking for a few minutes, 10 minutes, give it a little scrub. Get in there to remove any of that extra buildup. Mm-hmm. Honestly, after I actually got this call and I was so excited to do it, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get me brushes out. And like I said, <laughs> I went to town. I cleaned about 30 brushes <laughs> uh, in one hit. And, you know, it doesn't take that long. But once you've removed that bit of um, extra little bit of grittiness or whatever in there, give it a good rinse off, put them on a towel, let them air dry. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way. Just let them air dry overnight, whatever it is, um, and then your brushes will be uh, so much easier and better to work with. And like I said before, it's not just the hygiene, it's result. Mm. Like if you've got buildup, like, I mean, who uses dry shampoo? 99% of the people out there dry shampoo. Exactly. Yeah, especially today. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, but so if you're using a dry shampoo and you've got those kind of like, you know, starch-based sort of like products through your hair, that will build on and go onto your brush. Mm. So it's super important that you should be doing this probably at least once a week taking the hair out. Because like mm-hmm. I said earlier, if you've got all that hair stuck on the base of your brush, and it's preventing the ceramic doing its job, that bevel working because you're actually flattened it out because there's so much hair coarse mm. in there. It's not actually going to do that. And you're going to slow your blow dry down, like your process as well. Okay. You know, like you, you, you know it's going to really slow things down. Because if you think about it, wet hair it takes a bit to dry, right? Mm. If you've got wet hair and then you've got all this hair stuck on the bottom of your brush, you're wetting that mm. hair. You're going to have to double dry hair to, yeah. uh, to do your blow dry. I was going to ask with the water um, situation, I guess with makeup brushes, we're told not to sit them up to dry. Should we be putting the bristles flat onto a towel or something so that any water that has gotten inside the brush can 
drain out so you're not like rotting the inside of it? Yeah, I mean, look, there's some brushes you can actually like pull apart, like the Styler, mm-hmm. you know, the Denman Styler, as I was talking about before, yeah. you know, that actually does, can come apart. Yeah. Um, and it's designed to un, sort of unclip, I would say, quite easily. Your cushion brushes, I wouldn't generally do it, but you probably notice there's a little hole in there that mm-hmm. sort of like does help with that sort of process. Mm-hmm. I always lie them down, like uh, facing like bristles down. Yeah. Uh, rather than up so that they do drain and they do get yep. the right amount of water in there. Brushes are a little bit like I totally get the makeup reference and, you know, having worked with a lot of makeup artists in my career, you know, like you see them washing and cleansing brushes literally the minute they start work mm. to the, in that one job, they're always washing and cleansing and, and stuff because it's a hygiene thing, right? Mm. So the same rules should apply for what we're doing with hair because we're yep. still technically working with skin, mm. you know. It's just in a different part of our head. Yeah obviously. So, you know, I think it's a really good idea because the bristles are slightly different. They are a lot stronger than yeah. a makeup brush. Uh, so, and you know, I've even in my, in, in time used on softer brushes, like, you know, like um, cleansers, like makeup cleansers and things like that as mm-hmm. well, because, you know, that's what's been around at the time, but it's the same sort of thing. It's like a, gen- it's very, just very gentle because mm-hmm. uh, those type of bristles are super soft. Yeah. And obviously, you know, they do it, they're a different purpose, but mm-hmm. So, you know, the same sort of thing. We want to cleanse. We want to get rid of all those sort of like bacteria and that type of thing so that we've got a really, really, really fresh base so we don't get any infections or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Is there like a point where like how like how often would you wash your brushes? But then also like is there a point where – because I had this brush and I just couldn't clean it. Was, just... was yours 23 years old too? <laughs> no. It, it, no. It, it, I think it had like literally started to grow mold in the shower and I was like – I couldn't get it clean and I just was like, I can't be bothered with this and I did throw it out. Um, okay. Is there like a point where you just can't like clean anymore? Yeah, should we replace them like every yeah. five years or something? Yeah. Yeah, when you start seeing mould, they're definitely going in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or you're, or you're getting that bleach out and you're sort of like going for it. Look, you know what, I'm, uh, I've got brushes that I've had for a long time, you know, and been sort of, you know, in the creative environments and, you know, on set and doing all sorts of different things. You know, sometimes my little brushes of, you know, half worn down, I use them for then for a different purpose. Mm. Uh, so I've got this old brush, you know, that's a bore bristle, uh, flat brush, like a styling brush, and it's, it's, it's worn down, but it's great for getting those little flat bits yeah. in there because it's super soft. It's almost like that toothbrush uh, sort mm. of scenario. And uh, so, you know what, there is a time. As soon as you notice that the, you know, they're not doing its job. And another thing is, you know, like um, with handles, you know, handles are a big thing as well. We talked about, you know, the, the base of the brush, but mm. sometimes, you know, you're getting all that, uh, you know, we're so big on hygiene now, right? Mm. So cleaning the handles is really important. So if you've got a brush that you can't grip properly or get control over, that's another good reason then I would be getting rid of that brush. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, like as far, I mean, you know, to your point, 23 years of a brush that was still doing a good job. It's amazing. I, I think, you know, like there's so many quality brushes out there. And, you know, like I said, we were talking about Demon earlier and I, I use them in my kit every single day. And, you know, they just keep going on, doing their job, doing what they're designed to do. Mm. But I think, you know, when you know, you know, yeah. you know, it's time, you know, as you said before. Hannah, how many brushes do you have on rotation? Ah, uh, oh, good question. Two. And have... what and what brushes do you use? Yeah, what, what are your do brushes? you have? I use the um, detangler in the shower, and then I have a paddle brush. You have a paddle. Oh, and then Good. I think, and then I also have like a thick comb thing to brush out curls, mm. like a wide tooth wide comb. Wide tooth. What about like Joanna? What about you? Like I don't use the twenty-three-year-old hairbrush 
anymore. So I've got a, a paddle brush and I've got a bore bristle brush and then I've got a um, tail comb and I've got a toothbrush that I use for these sleek looks that I yeah. do. So that's pretty much all I like I have. it. And you've, you've got those little indentations as well, which I love. Mm, yeah. Which work really, really well. Yeah. So that's what I have on rotation. Is there something we're missing? Should we be implementing another brush in our routine? You know what? The one thing that I would add in is like a finishing brush, like a, okay. a, like a brush, like a cushion brush or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like a, almost like your paddle brush, but a bit more for finishing. So mm-hmm. like I use one like with Denman all the time that is bore bristle, but it's got the nylon tips as well. Uh, okay. Yeah. So more for like dry styling. Okay. Uh, and you want to finish a look off. So you know how you've done your ponytail? It's great for that because you're mm-hmm. getting that little bit of extra tension as well as smoothing is shining. Mm-hmm. Same sort of ideas as that bore bristle uh, round brush, but you're doing it more when it's on dry styling. So you'd use that to like brush curls out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I'm glad we know now how exactly to keep our hairbrushes clean. <laughs> I'm going to go and clean mm-hmm. mine later. Because it's been a while. Thank you so much for joining us, Peter. (laughs) I will, for sure. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. My PWD KWN today is a very exciting one. Uh, You know how I was talking about ASP Super B? Mm -hmm. This is a very, very big call. I need you to understand the weight of this comment. (sighs) This serum is on par. Ooh. with that and I'm using currently using them interchangeably so that I can still use both products but they're relatively similar I guess in formulation because they're both vitamin Bs mm-hmm. this one is from Viviology so this is a brand new brand everyone knows our our boy James Vivian this <laughs> is um, a brand that was created in collaboration with him and adore and it is a yeah an niacinamide and HA serum. I really love the smell of this. It's got like, it smells like fireball. I know that doesn't sound what? What? appealing. Like it smells like cinnamon. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not alcohol. It doesn't so, smell like alcohol. It smells like cinnamon. It doesn't smell yeah. like alcohol poisoning. No, but fireball <laughs> is cinnamon. Um, it smells like that. It's really nice. So it's got your niacinamide, obviously. Then it's got uh, your hyaluronic acid. It's got a couple of different forms of hyaluronic acid. I think it might have three different hyaluronic weights or something like that. Uh, it's got glycerin. It's got resveratrol. It's got peptides. It's just packed full of really, really good ingredients. And mm-hmm. I'm just loving it. It's so nice. It gives the same kind of um, tacky feel as the Super B does, but obviously they're both niacinamide and, and HA serums, but a little bit different in terms of ingredients. So yeah, that's my PWD KWN today. But if you haven't wait. checked out the Viviology range, I can't, I've, you should have a look at it. Very excited for my press pack. Where is it? Have you received yours? Yes, I've got. I've been trying it while. So I've got this is a sneak peek sample. This one. Ooh, nice. um, so I've had this for quite a few months, trying it out, and I've used. I've also been using the gentle foaming cleanser and the uh, ceramide moisturizer as well. Both of those definitely get the tick from me. So, Hannah, we need to get your press pack too. Yes, please. Uh, but there's currently six products, I believe. So, there's a cleanser, liquid exfoliant, vitamin C, niacinamide, retinol, and a ceramide moisturizer for now. But there is more coming, but we'll discuss that when it happens. But yeah, we might bring James on to talk about the range a little bit more. Anyway, what's your product? So 
I actually got home and realized that I had run out of my favorite dry shampoo. It's the oh. it's the Aveda dry shampoo in like the it's like a oh yeah the shampoo shampoo that's the one yeah it's not <laughs> it's not an aerosol. I just um yeah I, I really have like I haven't really deviated from that but then I got home mm-hmm. and so I was like searching through some products that I have to try and um, I actually stumbled upon the chlorine dry shampoo and mm-hmm. the one that I have is the organic flax XL volume because that Aveda mm. one is really good for volume like yeah it, so you kind of use it to like restyle your hair mm. after like it met the if the curls have fallen, it's got a bit greasy. It just gives so much more oomph. And so this is one that I've been trialing and I really, really like it. And not only that, the price is right. It's a cheapy, isn't it? Yeah, chlorine is really affordable. Um, I actually took their mango um, mask away with me and I actually Oh, you did too. I really do you love, love that. I do really love their products. And if you're looking for like a more affordable range, definitely check mm. out um chlorine. Is that how you say it? Chlorine. Chloran. I say Probably Chloran. Yeah. Okay. Chloran. Mm. Um, <laughs> you I do just, you though. I just realized it was French and I'm like, that can't be right. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is actually for fine. I just grabbed it and it's actually a dry shampoo for fine hair. So that's why it's got that extra volume. So the other day, mm-hmm. um, it, I, my hair was so greasy and disgusting and I totally forgot that I had to go to something. So, and I had like probably like six day old, like styled hair. Oh, and it no. was just like really flat and greasy at the top with curls at the bottom. Yeah. I was going to this, um, I was going bowling for this bowling opening event. Long story. <laughs> <laughs> so people on Instagram probably would have seen like my hair actually looked really nice. And I had mm. um, used that this dry shampoo, it just completely transformed it. And it was, I didn't have to do anything, didn't have to restyle it, just um, sprayed the roots, sprayed it through the ends, zhuzhed it. And yeah. I was ready to go and I didn't have to wash my hair. It's so oh. stressful when you remember you have an event oh. and your hair looks like <laughs> That's why I just honestly put so much product in mine and then I slick it back. Like I've spent, you know, two hours doing my hair, but really it's just, it's mainly natural oils. And the issue with me with restyling hair is the length of my hair and the thickness of it. But I am so nervous. I'm getting all my hair chopped off, Joe. All of it. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. I can't wait for this. Yeah, it's it's like I haven't had my hair chopped that significantly, I would say, since my 30th. I had like the Mm – I'm going to do the same kind of like – big transformation, not recognizable. That's what okay. I want. The only thing <laughs> I did want to ask me you. Of that Lady Gaga, never been done before, totally never. unique. <laughs> Can I ask Joe? because Marie, mm. um, Marie Kane, my, um, who I'm going to see, she's asked me about color and I do want to yes. go back to like a natural brown color. Do you think that I need yeah. to get some like, um, do you think it needs some highlights or I should just get all the color chopped off and just go back to my natural color? I think just get the color chopped off and go to your natural color. Okay. Because you don't get grays or anything yet. So you may as well embrace You don't think I should do like a tiny bit of like balayage just for dimension? Um, I think your hair already has a lot of dimension because it's got a lot of shine to it. I think if your hair was quite dull, then I would say, yes, it needs some color. But I, I think you've got quite like three-dimensional hair the only issue is getting it all cut off is it's going to have to be quite short to get all that color off but maybe that's okay I'd say it'd have yeah. to be around here is that too short no I don't think so do you know who the inspo that I love is Olivia Molly Rogers hair her hair looks oh, amazing yes. it's like yeah, yeah such yeah, a good shortcut 
Such a nice length, yeah. Okay, well, we look forward to the updates. Uh, Hannah's going to film something for YouTube, so if you want to see. And how I'm also going to show how I style it because, it, like, adding yes. how easy is it to style short hair with, like, just add oh, a few curls. I see, I found it harder. I found oh, okay. it harder. I don't know what to do with it when I had short hair. That's why I grew mine back out. I'm so excited. Um, I wonder Yay. how the curls will look. They'll be up to here. They'll yeah. be up to my, yes. my nose. You should ask Olivia. Maybe we should bring Olivia on to tell us how she does her hair. All right. All right. See you next week. See you next week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. 